Welcome back to the Street Theater. I'm your host, Waylon Frederick, a.k.a. Mr. Ludacris. Move, bitch! Get out the way, because we're on the road to WrestleMania. As always, I'm here with my host, Sexy Star. How you doing? I'm doing good. Hi, guys. How you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better. Missing some teeth? Yes. You would think having all your teeth would make you feel good? No, if they're bothering you, get them out. Just get them out. I got a question. What's the question? Did the WWE pull your teeth? They made me want to pull my teeth. Does that answer that question? It's close. <laughs> I'd rather get the big needle into the gums than sit there anymore and watch WWE. That was painful because I did my homework. You did your homework. Yes. Smackdown, Raw, headed into the fast lane. Slow lane. The slow lane. The slow lane. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know who was in the slow lane? Who was in the slow lane? Bruce Mitchell. Oh, really? Bruce Mitchell followed me on Twitter once again. This douchebag, I'm telling you. He followed me at one point in time, and then he turned around and snaked, just got me. Totally got me. I, I went in hard on Bruce Mitchell one time about his little comments about Brody Lee. Yes. Well, not about Brody Lee, but about Brody Lee's widow. Yeah, which is ridiculous. He said that she wasn't forthright and forthcoming about the information involved in the passing of him. Like, she Which was, technically is none of his goddamn business, let alone anyone's hey, goddamn he's business. He's a dirt sheet writer. How dare you tell him what's his business and what's not his business? If you a dirt sheet writer, get your dirt right because you ain't got it right. Well, guess what? His fat ass is slinging mud out in the parking lot. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Or getting mud slung at him. But he followed me on Twitter, so Bruce, we love you. Wait, that's the wrong Bruce. I'm talking about Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard, looking at you, buddy. I love you. Exactly. Yeah, I love that guy. You know what I mean? He's a yes man. That's sad. He told Vince McMahon that all this bullshit was good headed into fast lane. No, that's called delusional man and a denial. Because, like, no. Is this really Vince McMahon's fault? Yes and no, in my opinion. Is it really this guy's fault? I think he... Yeah. He's trusting a lot of people who sadly don't know what the heck they're doing. They're in it for themselves, not in it for the fans, not in it for people actually trying to be interested in watching something. They're in it for them. This is what I would like to see. Now, there was continuity. They've complained a lot in the past that there was no continuity in the WWE writing. And within the last two shows we watched, there, there was some continuity. I'll give them that. But... At the core of it, I mean, what really, okay, off the top of my head, when we were watching Raw, I kept thinking to myself, how many hours are left? Yeah. How many hours are left in this godforsaken show? Like, all I need is a clock that goes slowly so people would really be putting their head in their hands because it just kept going and going and going. And when you said, hey, it's time for SmackDown, I told you the good news is that it's only two hours. Yep, that is correct. It is only two hours of your life that you're going to lose. You'll be okay. You might need a little Excedrin. Exactly. Maybe. Just a little bit. You know, I won't need two pills. I'll just need one. You might need a shot of Jaeger. Oh, good old shot of Jaeger. But you can't go over two or three shots of Jaeger because then again, you turn into the nightmare Rhea Ripley and you start punching people. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. By She's going to debut one. on Raw. Oh, She's... and I'm excited about that. I really am. I really like her. Three shots of Jaeger deep Rhea Ripley, the nightmare. Yes. She's yes. coming out. And you know what she's going to do? Destroy everybody? Take Lacey Evans' place. Oh, thank God. They're going to reignite that Charlotte feud. Well, I guess that's okay. Speaking of Charlotte, guess what? What? Her boyfriend, Andrade, he's yeah. gone. Really? As he's in gone. fired gone? Uh, no, as in released. 
as any asked for it. Now, the last we spoke, she had went into business for the team yeah. and was trying to get an on-screen relationship going on between her and Andrade. Yeah. And as we know, that didn't work. So no, 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 it didn't. He yeah. said, I want to go. And after a little bit of back and forth, they said, hey, you're gone. Now, does that mean he's going to go to a different brand? Well, different ring? Look out. It's Sting! And <laughs> wait a minute. It, wait, no, that's Andrade. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. False alarm, guys. Young Bucks, put your legs away. Ex- exactly. Put them down. Put just your legs put them away. Down. Put them back in the holsters, guys. <laughs> let's just, let's, let's calm down. Let's be adults about this. And let's talk about the fast lane. Now, when I think about the fast lane and I looked at the imagery, I saw a stock car. I thought about NASCAR. Naturally, that's what you would think. When I'm, you know, a child of the 80s, I'm an older guy, almost out of the demograph. I thought about Richard Petty. He won a lot of races back in the day. He was in that fast lane. I thought about Kyle Petty. But they swerved me. Oh, they swerved me. On this fast lane, they brought out Tom Petty. And we were (laughs) running down the drain. And I don't right know, down the tube. I don't know where the hell we're going next. No. I used to be excited during WrestleMania season. I really did. And I heard that they were in anticipating taking it on the chin this year. They were not going to load this WrestleMania up with stars. They were not going to load this WrestleMania up. You do up. know who is supposed to be hosting WrestleMania, right? Let me guess, Bad Bunny. Oh, sweet Jesus, no. Absolutely not. If I'm not mistaken, well, I had my eyes halfway open during freaking the fast lane tonight. I believe it is Hulk Hogan and Titus are co-hosting WrestleMania. Yes, but the, if I'm not mistaken, I'm pre- I'd put money on it. And I'm not a betting person. I'd put money on that. Yes. This is news to me. I missed that. Was this during my bowel movement? Probably, yeah. I my, think so. My goodness. Yeah. Fastling. Yeah, I caught it in between Candy Crush. Like, you know, it said delicious. And then it said Hulk Hogan and Titus. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not in the game. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. Wow. Hulk Hogan. Well, since, you know, he is banned from AEW. <laughs> so wait, he's banned from AEW? Yeah, Tony Khan banned him a while back. Oh, wow. So I didn't know that. Somebody let Tony Khan know about that N-word that he dropped a while back. Oh. And Tony Khan said, you know what? Wait, 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 wait. It's okay to say you want to sexually assault somebody, but it's not okay to, in the past, have dropped the N-word? When did Tony Khan say he wanted to sexually assault somebody? Oh, no, no, somebody? no, Sammy. Sammy Hagar? Yes. I can't drive 55, Sammy Hagar? But the Sammy freaking who was Hot, in the elite. Ew. <laughs> Montrose? <laughs> Sammy Hagar Van Halen? No, no. <laughs> who are we talking about? In the elite. Or he was formerly in the elite. That Sammy. There's only one Sammy. Okay, okay, I got you. Sammy Guevara. There we go, that guy. Sammy Guevara, the false Latino. He's not even worth having a last name to me. His name is just Sammy. Remember, Matt Hardy deemed him a false Latino. False Latino. Yeah, I gotta remember that. I always forget it. It's just Sammy. Just Sammy, that guy. So you're saying that Tony Khan will let Sammy Guevara go around and say that he wanted to do the... um, Unthinkable. He wanted to do the unthinkable. Yes. To Sasha Banks. Yes. That's okay. Yes. Because he still has a job. But you can't come out and pull the Hulk Hogan N-word drop. Is that, and I'm, I'm sorry. If I'm not mistaken, The Rock said it the best. Behind closed doors, everybody is a racist. And that's the truth. 
that honestly is if you were in the privacy of somewhere you're gonna say some stuff this fool decided just to say it just right out in front of everybody i run the risk of being canceled here sadly with me on yes you do that's not what I meant. I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking about me here. I'm running the risk of canceling myself. But behind closed doors, I have gotten a little racist. But it's against my own. Exactly. I happen to have pastel skin, right? I happen to be in a Caucasian body. Yes. But don't take this personal, everybody. But sometimes I'm embarrassed. When you've got a Karen out there that wants to speak to your manager. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or you got a barbecue Brenda that's out there saying that, you know, they're in the park and they're just barbecuing everywhere. This is ridiculous. I'm embarrassed. I'm like, are you jealous? You fat bitch, get out of barbecue and just pull up next to him. Exactly. Like, I'm sure they would let you come on in. Or you could just bring some potato salad. That's all you got to do. And there's, there you go. There's easier, less entitled ways to speak to the manager. There is. Yes, yes, that's there is. That's just all I'm saying. And then I can't say anything because you've played Monopoly with me. Everything goes once I get competitive. You, I don't know if we should put that out there, but it's true. At one point in time, we had a Monopoly game, and let me tell you out there: if you've never had a competitive <laughs> game of Monopoly, I told everybody that Monopoly is one of the most exciting, cutthroat, controversial games you could ever get in. If you do understand the rules and you think about it like it's real, you you. You go into it like AEW. This is a real sporting event. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is going to be real competition. And let me tell you, Monopoly can get vicious. Yes, it can. It can get cut Real quick. And you deemed it systemic racism. Yes, I did. I, I felt like I was being ganged up on. As an African-American female, yes. you felt that me and my poor mother. Yes. <laughs> Which I love my mother-in-law more than anything. Had but teamed yes. up. In, in, in a, a systemic racist movement <laughs> to acquire Park Place, Boardwalk. And which the, only I landed on. And the ghetto right around the corner. Yes. Which I owned. And, and I had put, mansions on. I put, no, I put all the high-rise apartments that you could. I stacked that thing up. It was worse to land on that section of the board than it would be to hit Boardwalk and Park Place. Yeah, and I hit all of them. But I was trying to work a deal with you. I was this trying. is Monopoly. There's no teams in Monopoly. You accused me and my mother of being on a team. Well, in the end, that's what it seemed like. Because I wouldn't be on your team. You jumped on her team. Let me guess. Well, I can't guess, but let me let you <laughs> guess. How did we come to the conclusion in the ending we did where I was even bounced out and eliminated by my mother, the shark? Well, technically, yeah. One, she's a shark. She... I've never played Monopoly. Uh-huh. She That's taught me how to play Monopoly. How I could she fooled. have never played Monopoly? See, I, I was fooled. And then we did have another player in there who gave all her shares to her. You're talking about our daughter? Yes. She played for like five seconds and then was just done. <laughs> she wasn't having it. We auctioned off her assets. They all went to your mom. Because well, she won the auction. <laughs> I didn't have enough money to compete with her, first off, because she'd already scooped up Boardwalk. Freaking Boardwalk. And just landing on Boardwalk, even when there's no property there. Yeah, you kept going to jail, too, so you weren't making anything. I was spending time in jail on purpose. There was less time to land on your guys' property. Yeah, the more you spent in jail, though, the more she got free parking, because that's where the freaking the fines went to. Oh, my goodness. Last week, it was McDonald's French fries. And this <laughs> week, it's Monopoly. 
I'm thinking every week something is going to come up. We're going to go off on a tangent. <laughs> yep, every week. But I swear to Keep you. Keep it fresh. It was not racist. It was not any sort of ethnicity, class, or, or religion. There was nothing involved in it. I was trying to keep it straight and narrow. I was trying to work deals. I was a broker. Which you were. And and like I was saying, behind closed doors, that's how I took it. That doesn't mean that's how it was, but that's how I took it. And you're right. The Rock did say behind closed doors, everybody's a racist. And that's that's some real stuff. People may not want to admit it, but it's not like it's not like back in the day where you're burning crosses in people's freaking yards. You're not threatening them. You're not doing this. People talk freedom of speech, especially in your own in your own area, in your own safe place. Now, if you decide to go out on camera, over the phone, in front of people, which not everybody has a camera, and say something like that, that's not that's not acceptable. Well, that's kind of what happened to Hulk Hogan. And, and I, like I said, he's banned though, but Sammy's not. Check this out. Linda Hogan, his ex-wife, is banned also from AEW somehow. What did she do? She didn't do anything. Just Actually, by association? Hulk, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Somebody didn't inform Tony Khan of the whole story. They just informed him of the part where he could stand up for social justice and get a ding, 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 ding brownie point. Of course. Everyone's jumping on that freaking social justice horse. Well, I guess Hulk Hogan's okay to come back to the WWE now. He's been uncanceled there. I don't know how that affects his Hall of Fame standing or whatever that does. But Maybe Speaking he... of the Hall of Fame, guess who's not going to the Hall of Fame? Dave Batista. Oh, I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. I mean... I've never really liked the guy. Like everybody. You don't like the Deacon Batista? When he used to walk around with Devon Dudley, and he was like the Deacon, and he had the box at the... You're looking at me like I'm crazy. It yeah. actually happened. <laughs> I he, believe it. I just don't... I didn't see it. He was Leviathan also before that. The only Leviathan I know is Supernatural, and that is not Batista at all. Mm. Sam and Dean Supernatural? Sam and Dean Supernatural. Dave Batista was in there? No, that's why I said the only Leviathan I know is Sam and Dean. Uh, I don't know his Leviathan. Wasn't Kane in there too? Not the wrestler, sadly. Oh, see, <laughs> I seen that episode. Sadly, not. That would have been awesome. The though. Mark of Kane. That would have been awesome. Wow. Well, you know who has the Mark of Kane? Who has the Mark of Kane? Vince McMahon has the Mark of Kane. Well, <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. And he unleashed really this hell on us called Fast Lane. Let's get to Fast Lane since we went off on a tangent there, guys. Mustafa Ali and Riddle was moved to the pre-show. Now, this is for the United States title. Bro. No. no. I got an idea no. for you. Hang on. I've got an idea for you. I've been pitching this idea to everybody, bro. So I want you to listen, okay? I'm Rob Van Dam. <laughs> yeah, Okay. Exactly. I'm Rob Van Dam, and you gotta watch your spacing between that microphone there, okay? You gotta have space, alright? Because you gotta give me my space, six feet of distance, bro. I'm sure everybody wants to give him way more than six feet of distance. But you, when you're riding that scooter with me, bro, I need you like only two feet behind me because you wanna mirror all my movements, man. What is he on? Is he is he okay? He's got a mushroom tattooed on his ribs right there. Is he sick? No, he's not sick. Are you sure? Oh, when he's on a board or something, he's sick with it, bro. Okay. Sick okay. with it. No, 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 no. I, I don't know if you noticed. And in his promo that he was doing with Shinsuke, which I called that Shinsuke was going to disappear because even he's not hearing that nonsense. He 
talks as though he is like a preteen, a teenager. Like he should be on the in the skate park or the bike track or something like that. But he looks so old in the face and like he's been punched so many times with a shovel that you can't even get past anything he says. It doesn't make any damn sense at all. I would expect this from high schoolers, from dropouts. I wouldn't expect this, and I don't know how old he is, from a grown-ass man. Like, you got one more time to say bro and talk about the scooter. Like, really. But bro. No, not bro. My tidy whities my underoos, I wrestle in them. And bro, I, I have slippers, okay? They look like sandals. They look like moccasins. His thongs. My thongs. <laughs> That's what those see, are called. They call thongs. See, I'm in underoos and thongs at the same time, bro. Which, how big and how tall he is, that's just not okay. Like, it's just not. Are you, are you saying there's something wrong with my character, bro? I'm saying there's something wrong with the whole package. And why would you say that a grown man can't say bro, bro, when you know that Vince Russo, bro, says bro, bro, more than bro, bro, says bro, bro. But the way he says it isn't like, oh, my God, like, this is totally gnarly. No, he says it like a grown man. And granted, yes, he does say it a whole freaking bunch. He does. I will tell you this, though. Matt Riddle spent some time in uh, mixed martial arts, and he has been punched in the face a fair share of times. So thanks for pointing out the obvious that his face has been destroyed. But, you know, hey, he persevered. He made it through NXT. I don't know how. Well, by the skin of his thongs, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> by the tiny hairs on his thongs. Well, tonight he was in a match with Mustafa. Which I really like that guy's hair. Mufasa. I know it's weird, but he has nice hair. Even Ollie. when he's losing. <laughs> You like okay? Wait a minute here. He, hang on. And I hate to say it. I'm, I'm no offense, but he has like the Princess Jasmine hair. Like it's just it's straight black. It has a lot of volume to it. He has nice hair. I've there's been several times in the past I've told you of wrestlers whose hair is nice. Like for a long time, I wondered how the Undertaker kept his hair that way. Same thing with Triple H. Okay, well, I'm gonna tell you a secret here. This is how you keep your hair nice. You don't wash it. That doesn't make any sense. That is not how you keep your hair nice. <laughs> well, I can tell you that the Undertaker, his hair was pretty nasty yeah. most of the times. It didn't look like it had been washed. Like, my hair is, is looking eh right now. But you know, if I don't wash it, I come out looking like the dead man. Yeah. All I have to do is say, rest in peace. And then everybody <laughs>, laughs at me. I'm like, get out of here, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> So, Mustafa Ali got some bad news tonight, and Wade Barrett wasn't there, so... Yeah, no, but he, he got a lot of bad mm. news. Retribution, gone. Gone from the Mustafa Ali fold. Wait, wouldn't it be the other way around? Because oh. they kicked him out. Technically, they double-team power-bombed him, if I'm not mistaken, and was like, no, out. And that was, if I'm not... I want to say it was Maze, and it was... Slap nuts. I, I I don't think it was Teabag. I think it was Slap nuts. Yeah, I think Teabag left the ring first because he was Mustafa. Technically, was being an ass. Well, Mustafa Ali, as much of an ass as he's being, 
he doesn't have that face that just uh <laughs> that unprofessional just resting bitch face that Mia Yim has yeah. you know really when on raw when she came out there i believe it was on raw he's he's a raw superstar she's out there with retribution yeah Looking like that, she, like she's got something else to do. Like she needs to be somewhere Basically, else. Basically, or just like she got a big whiff of doo doo. Like she just, she didn't look like she was very interested. She looked very angry. I don't like this mask. I don't like standing outside the ring. I don't like my shoes. Basically, I don't like any of this, bitches. I've got somewhere else to be. <laughs> and then she can start talking like her old man, Keith Lee, and then like. <laughs> Her old man, Keith Lee, she can disappear from television, too. So guess what? Keep getting that little face on and keep showing out there like you smelled some doo-doo and putting out true. little to no effort and acting like, I got somewhere else to be, bitches, and you can be somewhere else. Exactly. I'm pretty sure they'll have no problem with letting you go and be somewhere else where you deem you need to be. And then you could say, well, creative had nothing for me, so when they put me back on my by myself and they restarted me and repackaged me, I didn't get my proper booking. I didn't get my proper shot. She needs to honestly go back to NXT and restart. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah. she's going to use that. And she's going to say that that's the issue. She's going to pull an Ember Moon. There you oh, go. sweet mother of As girl. much face as she tries to save, every once in a while you catch her throwing some shade on management. Like, well, we had some plans, but... There's no plans for her. And that's the sad part. Dry, like, red eyes. <laughs> she... <laughs> She's been started and restopped, but they're going to do the same thing with Mia Yim. Yeah. Except they're going to care a little bit less about her because the last time I checked, at least Ember Moon went out there and tried. That is true. She, she, she has a more place, positive attitude about it, even going through all the things she has, than Mia Like, she has no positive attitude. She just doesn't care. Well, Riddle picked up the victory. Mm. Mustafa Ali lost his crew. That's like a big lose. You lost, and then you double lost. That's like a slap to the face. That's a burn within a burn. And speaking of slap to the face, we're headed up to a slap to the Ooh. face. We got the women's tag team title match, Bianca Belair, the EST, and the boss, Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. And Shayna, Shayna Baszler. And they're out there with the concierge. What did they call him? Because he was with Carmella, and he was serving up wine. Yeah, he was. Right? I totally forgot about that. Well, she got rid of him. She kicked him to the curb, and Nia Jax For good said, reason. She said, he's cute. I love Reginald, baby. <laughs> so Reginald's there, and that's where the Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax thing is falling apart. Is because well, yeah, because Shayna knows that he there's no reason for him to be there. None. You can think he's cute in the back. He doesn't need to be out there during the match. There's no reason for him to be out there. They don't need him to pull any manager sly anything. He needs to take his sparkly freaking ridiculous shoots and his high waters from freaking Noah's Ark and take his little butt right back in the back. But what if he knows how to cook? There ain't no stove out there. But there's a stove in the back and Nia Jax likes to eat. Then he needs to get his ass back there and make her some food so when she comes back she got something to eat. And Shayna Baszler obviously likes to eat. Oh my, she... Oh. I can't say disappointed because I don't want to put down another female, but like, I don't know what happened. Like there was a lot of, there was a lot of movement in one area in particular. She had issues with her, um, her attire. 
Yeah, it's like it wasn't fitting at all. She had to keep pulling it up and pulling it up. And it's not one of those, oh, it's too big. It's one of those, it's too small and it won't stay in place kind of thing. I can tell you what she's not. She's not ripped like Bianca Belair. I'll tell I you. I want to know what her. I've been doing the Hannah Miley program on YouTube. I want to know what hers is because she is stacked. Like that's those are called washboard abs. Like I could wash my clothes on her abs. You could wash your dirty socks out on her yes, abs. Yes, right? right, just right there. Like bam. Just rinse them off on the side, baby. Okay. <laughs> Though I I will like to say they need better freaking eyelash glue. Did her like, eyelash come off? Yeah. Yeah, it did. At first, I thought she had gotten hit and was bleeding. I was like, oh, look, the women are bleeding. That's awesome. But no, it was an eyelash. But she played it off like it didn't matter. She just put that on to the side. It was like, okay, we still doing business. Even even in the end, when she was not got her other eyelash slapped off of her, she was still like, we doing business. Speaking about doing business... Who came to do business tonight was the boss. Yes, yes, she did. The boss came to lay it down tonight. Which I'm very, I'm very impressed and very happy about that. Because for a while, it seems like she had lost that boss attitude. Like, she had lost that, like, fire. But no, uh-uh. No, we had to rewind that to make sure, like, oh, 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 oh. You see the taste fly out of her mouth? Somebody circled the taste. That's just fell out. So during this match, there was miscommunications on both sides. And some of this was actual... Uh, the talent was a little off, but then some of this was also for the story. That yeah. Both teams were having issues with each other internally. Yeah. And so we get Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler picking up the victory. Yes. Which, come on. They, they, they are a machine. They are, they are going to run you over. Just straight out. Whether they're fighting with each other or not. Well, Sasha Banks was a little upset with Bianca Belair. She said that girl was about to tap out. Nobody gets out of the bank's statement do you do you see how big naya is I, I, but lana put her through a table girl i'll tap her out look naya decided to throw herself through that table and then of course it says yeah to take her heat away i don't think she was gonna tap out i really don't so you think bianca was really trying to help i really really do well you know what happened she got the taste Slapped mm. right out of her mouth. Mm. She did give give the boss some attitude, which, I mean, her whole thing is attitude, but the boss isn't, she's not the rookie. Like she told her, you're the rookie. Yep. You're the rookie, girl. And then she slapped her. And it was oh. good. I enjoyed that slap. Oh, oh it was just, no, first, no, no, no. you got to rewind that. First, she poked her in the forehead. Oh, yeah, yeah. That right there is already, okay, now it's throwdown time. And then she slapped the taste right out of her face. Poked like, her in the forehead and in said the you're the forehead. rookie. Yes. Okay. I would have been thrown down already. That's just me, though. Well, why I don't wrestle. <laughs> that's why you don't wrestle. <laughs> so why exactly. And you know why we don't wrestle? Why is that? Because we end up out there looking like Apollo Crews and Big E. <laughs> yes. That's exactly how that would go. Intercontinental title match. Big E brought out the old Big E Langston. Yes, from NXT he did. That's some moves I had never seen before. That big splash on the ring apron. He did, didn't he do two of them? Yeah, he, he laid in a couple of them. Yeah. There were some suplexes. Those release overhead belly to bellies. No, those were actual suplexes. Like Apollo Crews flew. He like flew completely. I don't know if I'm down for all the talking in the match. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed, there was a lot of talking in a lot of matches, but yeah, there was way too much talking. You brought this out of me, Apollo. You want this. Hey, I think I'm Kofi now. 
Yeah. I stole Kofi's talking. I told. Basically. I stole Kofi's demeanor. I stole everything from Kofi. Who Kofi? Though I will say the only the funny thing he did say it's which is true. You asked for this ass whooping. You, you asked for it. You know what Apollo didn't ask for though. What's that? Apollo didn't ask to come across the way he, that he did. Apollo Crews looked like shit out there. He did. Like, sadly, in their little backstage freaking rumble, that was a little bit more, but he... The whole time, he just seemed like the weak one, like the underdog, unbelievably. And what the hell was up with that finish? I don't even know. That, it was just a, it was strange. It was a clusterfuck. That's what that's called. And Apollo just looked weak. He did, even though they made him seem out like he is. And isn't he supposed to be like royalty? That on its own, he should have had more power. He should have had more umph to it. But I don't know if he was just having a bad night or horrible writing. I have no clue. Look here, pal. I, I'm just saying. Horrible writing, pal. I'm dying. Big E's got to look tough, pal. God. In his pink and yellow. and He honestly shouldn't be allowed to wear that. You're not part of New Day anymore. Take it off. Oh, I'm sorry. Come on. That's how I feel about it. Well, I think he should be wearing the reptile gear for Mortal Kombat. He should he, be the green ninja. <laughs> he he should still be that not part snake of the in the grass, Biggie Langston. Come on. He should just go back to what he was wearing before. Well, Biggie picked up the victory on that weirdo yeah. pinfall. I, I don't even know. I can't. I looked away one second and then I looked back and they just looked like they were rolling on top of each other. That's basically what it was. It's like collegiate wrestling without the wrestling. I know that what what I do know is that Big E hit that neck bridge, which brought his shoulders up off the canvas before yeah. three. But the positioning of it, it this, wasn't. This is when you would need the, the NFL freaking in close range, slow motion. Hold on, wait, we got to review this because something just wasn't right in there. Like even the announcers weren't sure what was going on. It's an old finish. Both guys' shoulders are down. One guy gets his shoulder up just before three. That makes sense, but just the way that they, the way that they rolled into it, it just wasn't fluid. It was hard to follow. I think it would have been better if it was like maybe in the middle of the ring too, instead of like off in the corner. This is true. Because you have the ref who's in the way as well. If it was in the middle, it gives you more room to actually see. And you know what we didn't see. What did we not see? We didn't see our truth hiding behind all that old spice. <laughs> That's what we didn't see. Who knew that our truth was behind that old spice the whole time? Who knew? Who knew? No idea. None. Man, Akira Tozawa. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever gonna get that title. I I don't think he is. I I sadly don't. He's got competition. Anytime our truth has that title, somebody's after him, whether they're trying to pin him or not. That Old Spice guy was not trying to pin him. He was just rolling all over him because all of his freaking items and his merchandise was spilled everywhere. His merchandise was spilled everywhere. Is that what you're saying? Yes. He and didn't he, intentionally win that? No, he oh. was just trying to pick it up. Oh, come on. He was just trying to pick it up and he just happened to roll over and a ref came out because R-Truth's shoulders were down. Look, I don't know if you heard, but Bad Bunny held that title. That's a prestigious prestigious title how dare you how dare you say that that old spice guy wouldn't take the opportunity to snatch up that prestigious title that's just a disgrace the fact that bad bunny just gave up the title you should have never had the title he asked he it he, doesn't matter if i had a title i don't care even if you came up even if our kids came up was like can i have that title you gonna pin me for it 
Because I'm not just going to give it to you. Bad Bunny wanted to know. He asked He asked Damien Priest, if I give it to him, will he leave us alone? Still, no. See, that. if you're going to hold that title, you have to hold it with patience and with grace. Because every time our truth has it, he is getting chased and harassed 24-7, no matter who's next to him. Carmella, how many times did she take that title from him? And that was his role, chick. You have to have that patience. That's part of that. You should have never had that title. And technically, that's why you got hurt in the ring. You shouldn't have been in the ring. Bad Bunny is an artist of some form. He's not a wrestler. Are you talking about when The Miz came in with that guitar? Yes, yes, I am. And just laid Bad Bunny out? Right in his kidneys. Right in it. Speaking of kidneys, is, is The Miz's kidneys working fine? Because he had pasty okay, like, orange spots all over he's him. He's orange everywhere. And it's not even orange. It's like, I hate to say like John does. He's very yellow. Like there's, I want to know about his health. Is he okay? Like, because he did not look right. You know what he would say? I'm awesome. And I would say you're in denial. You need to make an appointment with your doctor, <laughs> your health care provider. Quickly, I'm sure they can do video. I'm sure as soon as they see you on the Zoom, they're going to be like, sir, Mr. Miz, you need to come in for testing. And you know what they're also going to say? They're going to say, your buddy there, John Morrison, needs to go see a psychiatrist. Yes. And a hairstylist, because I don't even know what that pump of whatever was on top of his head looking like a poodle in a show. And when did the Miz and Morrison switch places? Because the last time I checked, Morrison was the guy that handled all the hard business. You know, yeah. The Miz was kind of the fall guy. And then now it's Miz that takes care of business, and John Morrison's kind of the fall guy. He sadly, he's the, he, he's the chick on the side. Like... I hate to say that he's got the weird hair, the the silk flowery shirts and everything, yeah. and like he's a distraction now. Yeah. I don't know. My thing is, is he injured in some way? Is there a reason he's not actually in the ring? Is there a reason he's manager status basically at this point? Well, it's just the way they've been booking them. He he gets in there every once in a while. If you haven't heard, his wife or I think they're married, Taya Valkyrie, she signed. Really? Yeah. So maybe this is kind of cooling him off, and then he'll break away from the Miz and go do his own thing. Maybe. That's always sad when they break those two up. Oh. That's what bromance. I guess so. But speaking of bromance, what's going on with Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon? <laughs> that's more a frenemies. I don't know if that's a romance. Braun. If you guys didn't catch it, Shane McMahon's been baiting a fight out of Braun Strowman. Oh, at every second and every corner. And it's been awkward. You could tell there was no real thought put into this. Just like, hey, Shane, go out there and, and antagonize him. And he couldn't even really come up with too much off the top of his head. Other than the obvious. Yeah, oh, you're dumb. You're a big muscle brown guy. I'm a smart yeah. guy. You're stupid. Blah, blah, blah. Pretty straightforward. And I, I knew he wasn't going to end up fighting him. Well, There's no way. He hurt his knee supposedly hurt his knee. Oh, they showed it. He was in that ring, that practice ring backstage in the Thunderdome. And he threw that high knee. And when he came down, he tweaked, his, his, tweaked the other leg, you know, the where he posted. He, it just, it hurt. It hurt so bad. It you hurt know, he so was, bad. He was gonna try, too, but then Elias showed up and said he would do anything for a shot at WrestleMania. Anything. Oh, come on. We all knew that was a setup. And Shane McMahon Gave him the deal of a lifetime. Go out there and do this performance at Fastlane. But it turned out to be a swerve. Who knew? And Elias was actually going to face Braun Strowman. I knew. I called it. I knew it. As soon as, oh, you'll do anything? Come on. 
That's just too good. And sadly, I already knew that, yes, he's getting his little candy ass freaking whooped. And he will not be going to WrestleMania. And Jackson Riker just sat there on the outside looking at him like, man, I'm not even going to get in there and help you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I think I think once he tried to just make sure he was okay. But other than that, he was like, yeah, no, I'm not. Mm-mm. This is all your idea. So the Strowman Express rolls right over Elias as he yeah. figured and <laughs> yeah. picks up the win. And that's when we come up to our riddle uh, little promo with uh, Shinsuke who disappeared and came <laughs> back. And that takes us to the uh, architect. Oh, uh, the Monday Night Messiah. The Guiding Light. Is that what he's calling himself? Or whatever the hell he's calling himself now. All Seth Rollins. Respect. I deserve respect. Versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Which is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And you know, Shinsuke, he's always been a little strange. He's always been a little out there. But he's he's getting a little more effeminate. His mannerisms. Licking himself. Opening his shirt and everything. Like, I don't understand that. He's getting kind of provocative. He honestly seems like he may be like trying to work out to do that because before he kind of just kept himself zipped up now he's just opening it oh he's trying to show off his summer bod <laughs> is that what you're trying to tell me basically yes yes i am well his summer bod wasn't enough to get the job done because seth Rollins whooped that shinsuke down yeah yeah he came in like a thunderstorm no sun for you he's upset he got swung around by cesaro 22 times he counted how is he counting if he's hanging upside down being swung? I think he was referring to going back and watching the tape. Oh, well, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> he's, he is an architect. He does have to do his homework. He needs to go back and look at all of his tapes on their own and decide if he wants to keep being a wrestler in this company because he's just going downhill. Speaking well, of going down the drain, yet yeah, yeah, that's that's where he's going. But if you didn't catch, he just told Cesaro that Cesaro was the biggest waste of potential ever. And that is just a shame because that is so far from any kind of truth. That's not even our truth. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Okay, biggest waste of potential. That covers a lot of ground. It Like a lot on different shows, on different aspects, a lot. Because if you ask me, I think the biggest waste of potential ever in WWE history is Double J, Jeff Jarrett. J-E-double-F. Hands down. J-A-double-R-E-ha-ha-double-T. That's Double J, Jeff Jarrett. And you know what I want to say about Jeff Jarrett? I'll agree with Conrad Thompson on one thing. Back when we were kids, Jeff Jarrett was the human channel changer. Because as soon as he walked out, you just wanted to grab that remote and find something else yep. on TV. I tell you what. And when he went on to WCW, it was the same thing. It was like, where's the remote at? Anywhere he goes. If I seen him on a commercial, no, nah, can't do it. You know, when Jeff Jarrett was in Impact, and he was doing this gimmick where he was um, a boxer. I don't know if you remember that. Wait, was it the the black belt or something to the end of the the UFC? Wasn't that it? Like he, he was, was coming out there and doing demonstrations, you know, yeah. of his prowess. Kickboxing. And, you know, that's old school stuff. That I got a kick out of that. That was pretty cool. But otherwise, I don't really like slap nuts unless he's in retribution. So that takes us on to the next match, which is Sheamus versus Drew. So we got Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I think I beat like 12 levels of Candy Crush on that one because I was not watching. You know, um, 
No, I watched one move when Seamus put him through the table, through the announce table, and that was quite interesting. What the hell is with the Braveheart face paint? I don't understand that at all. I understand he's Irish, Scottish, whatever, but I don't. I didn't know this was I like a dress he up. I believe Scottish, and Scott. then that makes Seamus Irish. You know, Seamus, you know, he's out in the in the back lot. He's a brawler now. Yeah, yeah. And and Drew, Drew is like the Undertaker. The end. Yeah. Uh, he, his accent changes so much. I don't know what he is. Well, if you let him talk a little bit, he starts talking like his English, and then he remembers he's supposed to be Scottish. Exactly. But then when he starts talking a little bit faster, he thinks he's like his English again. And then every especially when he's capping on people, when he's like making jokes and making fun of them, his his uh, stuff changes completely. Wait a minute! Now that you brought that up, I just thought about this. How many times is he going to be allowed to call Bobby Lashley bitch just because that yeah, guy? Yeah, like seriously. Just because he has tattooed eyelashes? <laughs> no eyebrows. They are those are not. I bet real you he's eyebrows. got some tattooed eyelashes too. <laughs> That's terrible. But yes, you're right. It's the eyebrows that are tatted on there. They something. are, because I was looking. I was like, wait, there's not a hair, and and it all moves. To oh, those aren't real. But that doesn't make him a bitch, though. You no, it doesn't. You don't get to not call Bobby all. Lashley a bitch. Over and over and over again? Like, that is not okay. I'm going to make you my bitch. Like, are you Do you not understand who you are talking to? And not just that. That should just not even be allowed. You want to get mad at people calling people freaking the N-word and saying stuff like that's not on there? Like, really? Well, it's Drew McIntyre. What is so fantastic or awesome about Drew McIntyre? Well, I don't know. Exactly. Nobody does because there is nothing that's fantastic or awesome about him. Okay, He's just a regular guy who's hairy. Hang who on. can't even get his own accents hang freaking on. right. Ow, ow. One of the last big crowds that they had before everything went to, you know what, it was the Royal Rumble. And when Drew McIntyre eliminated Brock Lesnar, everybody popped. It was a big deal. They were happy. This guy had thrown out Brock Lesnar. It doesn't matter who you are. If you throw out Brock Lesnar, you're going to be okay. That doesn't mean you get to go on for as long as he has. Just wasting up time, wasting up space. And it doesn't mean that you get to insult Bobby Lashley. No, no, that's definitely not. And my thing is... If it wasn't Bobby Lashley, would he be allowed to do that with anybody else? Probably. Really? Yeah, probably. I think they'll just let Drew talk whatever kind of smack he wants to. He should be in the women's division then. Because I'm pretty sure I know Damn. how he got there. Damn. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because ain't nobody had power like that to just you, be calling people the B word like you, that. You're going to get us canceled. I'm just saying. Screw my Monopoly game. <laughs> this is going to get us canceled here. So it was a brutal match. They they took it to each other. There were some welts and a, a tad bit of bleeding. Not really. You know, there was a lot of running around the Thunderdome. Yeah, breaking stuff. Which should probably have to pay for that. Who paid for it? No, they'll probably have to pay for it. I doubt Vince McMahon is going to pay for it. <laughs> you broke his items. You broke my table, pal. Well, no, the screens. The ones where everyone's on the Zoom, they knocked a few of those over. Oh, now, yeah. I don't know if it was planted because there was like pops in the back and everything, but they still knocked it over. Really? Um, yeah. Huh. Well, you know what? What happens to your feed when they go through your panel? That's what I was wondering. Do you get kicked out of the Thunderdome because they decided to go through your screen? Oh, that would suck. I would be mad. Sorry, pal. You didn't I even pay to get in. I get upset when my server goes. I can't find server on my Xbox games. I would be very upset. Well, 
I'm upset because Drew McIntyre got that Claymore kick in there and beat Sheamus. Ridiculous. I don't, what, what the hell's going on? Fail. Epic fail. He said right down the tubes. And sadly, I, I'm thinking here, if Sheamus had won, you know what I'd be saying? And after a brogue kick, Sheamus picked up the victory. It's all going to be about the kick. Both of them have basically the same kick. And you know, that's just kind of bland and bland. Yeah. Okay. I still think Sheamus needs to go to a tanning salon or go outside where there's sun. Well, that moves us along to the bright spot, like the sun. <laughs> Randy Orton versus Alexa Bliss. And I call this a bright spot because I got a bowel movement out of this match. <laughs> I watched the first few moments of the match, and Randy Orton regurgitated that black liquid, and then yeah. I was like, "Ooh, I got, I got, I gotta go. I, <laughs> I gotta go, number two. I'm out of here. I'll come back." And when I came back, the match was done. So you have to tell it, me what happened. It was quite an interesting match, honestly. I mean, at first, I, I, I think it's quite strange how they make her Alyssa Bliss just Alexa. Alexa, my bad. You sound like Vince Russo, bro. You're butchering everybody's name. It's an Aquarius thing. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> That's the best way I could say it. But they make her look like an actual child, but creepy. Like Well, Alfred Bri Bliss. You no. said Alfred. Really? Really? Alfredo Bliss Alfred. was supposed to be starring. I'm just going to call her AB. How about that? She was supposed to be in the, um, the Punky Brewster remake of some capacity. I don't. Is it a scary movie? No, Punky Brewster, the 80s TV show about like a girl that's real descriptive yeah like it <laughs> i didn't watch very much of it i've never even heard of it so well she I, was in it and or is in it or however that works with it's still kind of creepy it's like children of the corn kind of thing which i understand that's what they're going for because she's part of the whole fiend's playhouse she goes out there and he keeps trying to come at her and first he gets hit with flames and then she just dances around and he has to follow her and then she does what's up and lights almost hit him from the sky and she's like come on randy everything's gonna be great come on and she gets back in the ring and he tries to go back at her and gets hit with more fire and she's like ha 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 and he's like he's had enough of this he's i'm just gonna charge her and but as soon as he's debating that you see this nasty burnt hand coming up from the ring and then flames just shoot up out of it and the fiend's there but he is so burnt and nasty looking like you thought he was scary before no he's way scarier now way scarier and of course he gives freaking a shocked and awed freaking randy orton this sweet sister abigail it's good like, night irene yeah basically and he's he's done he's out one two three she basically sits on top of him and has freaking the fiend behind her and they're just sitting there <laughs> and it was just creepy that's the best way to say it it just looked just creepy i, I, I don't want to i don't want to get canceled so i'm just gonna go with creepy <laughs> well i told you it was strange when yes. they started doing her up like a child and having her infatuated with randy orton and randy orton kind like of when you see the them in the ring the sides different she it seems like an actual child and that just does not maybe it's just me but it just doesn't seem like that's right well, it, remember i had pointed out to you that one there was one week in particular where randy orton was standing predatorily apex predator style over the top of alexa bliss done up like a child and then you had rick flair 
in a seemingly loving situation yeah. with Lacey Evans. That's an old man and a young lady. Yeah. And then you had Goldberg beating up on Drew McIntyre like the old man could keep up. <laughs> so in all three of these situations, it's just kind of like a big age difference. Yeah. Like it kind of shows you where the mentality is there of trying to work in these old folks with these youngsters. and They're not doing it right. Like you, And you can make it work, but the way they're going about it is just weird and uncomfortable sometimes. Like... I, I don't like it for a second honestly it's like watching SVU like I just, I'm just not okay with this if, why can't Randy and I've always been a fan of Randy Orton why can't he fight somebody his own size like seriously why does it have to be someone now dressed up as a child and not, I'm sorry she looks like she's a disturbed child not like a regular child that makes it even worse he's fighting Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt's his size yeah, well that makes sense. Why couldn't they bring him out earlier? Why did have they have him chasing around this little girl? I don't know. Every time he gets just a reach of her, something magic happens or something evil and spooky. It's strange. It's, it's some of the things that make me go, what kind of audience are they catering to here? I don't think it's, a, it's a, I don't even know. Because if you're catering to the kids, I do, not my kids ain't watching that. But what about the demographic? You got that 18 to 49. So you grab an 18-year-old, stick him with a 49-year-old, and there's the demographic. Yeah, that don't even make sense. That's not right. Lacey all. Evans, 18-year-old lover. <laughs> and then Ric Flair. If you're 49 years old, you might know who Ric Flair is. Oh, my God. Sadly, Ric Flair is such an icon everywhere. If you're 18, you know who the fuck Ric Flair is. <laughs> well, Lacey Evans, she found out about that Ric Flair drip. She's knocked up now. Oh, my God. That's just so gross. I know that's, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> his drip is like freaking oh. a slow running freaking, it just, no, it's not his. I, I can tell you that much. She's got that wop. That, oh, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. No. Mm -mm. Hang on now. Mm. Hang on. Oh, dear God. She's working on her fitness. <laughs> really? <laughs> that brings us to the universal title match, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. This was a snooze fest for me. Horrible snooze fest. Horrible. I literally zoned out three to four times. I played bingo. I've been having this dilemma with buying a drum set. I'm trying to get something professional level. Yeah. But I'm not trying to drop two, three, four thousand dollars $4,000. Yeah. And I was having dilemmas looking at these brands. And I looked up and I seen Jey Uso. The hell yeah. was he doing out there? He came out and kicked Edge and Daniel Bryan. Did, Did he, he kick Edge? Yeah, he kicked Edge. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, okay. So was this before Daniel Bryan had hit Edge accidentally with the chair? How many times are we hitting this poor guy, Edge? I don't think Edge got hit with the chair. No, Edge got hit he with did? the chair. He got hit with the chair. Because I know he turned around and ended up hitting Daniel that, Bryan and Roman Reigns That's with the, the reason. Oh, okay, I missed that part in the bingo. Daniel Bryan swung a chair. Roman Reigns. I was uh, hoping he wasn't going to do it. it. Boom, Edge took the chair to the shoulder. But he put his hand up and he caught the edge of the chair in the hand, the edge. <laughs> so he, when he went to the ground, he was really like, son of a bitch, my fucking hand hurts. And I was kind of laughing at that. I was kind of a little chuckling. So that's what happens, asshole. You put your hand up there. 
This dude used to take him straight to the face, and now he's like sissy with to the shoulder. Well, didn't he end up breaking his neck or part of his neck? The dumb fucker spears people. He's going to break his <laughs> neck again. Are you kidding me? Come that on. That is true. Just let Daniel crack you in the fucking head. I mean, look. Sadly, Daniel's going to take care of you. He's been hit in the head several times. He's been dropped on his head several times. I don't think he's going to go out of his way to mess up someone else's head. I really don't. So there's a bunch of shenanigans in here. We got Jay Uso. We've got this Enforcer Edge. Which well, he only came in because Roman Reigns moved out of the way and Daniel Bryan kicked the freak or need he need the referee in the head. Right. Yeah. And I know that Edge went for a pinfall attempt. Well, not to make it, but he went to count. Yeah. He did his job as an enforcer. Yeah, it, it looked good. But by the time he got laid out with that chair, he decided to take the chair to Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Yeah. And say, you know what? I'm out of here. I'm done. Is that, am I wrong? Did I no, miss anything? That, no, that's what he did. He did, he wanted no more of it. So that brings me to my question. Is that when Jey Uso came in? No, Jey Uso came in before that. Man, I'm telling you, I was lost in drumland. Because if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Jey Uso is the one who brought the chair into the ring. Because um, the referee was still out. So what happened to Jey Uso? Did he get beat up by Edge? I don't know. I stopped watching and started playing bingo. <laughs> Before here we go, wrestle stink. Ooh, stinky. Wrestling Inc. My favorite. Jay Uso rushes into the ring out of nowhere and super kicks Edge. He then frees Reigns by taking out Brian. Fans boo. Yeah, sweetened audio. As you <laughs> as Uso checks on his uh, his cousin, Uso brings a steel chair in. Edge starts to get up from the super kick, but Uso rams him shoulder first into the ring post. Uso swings the chair, but Brian ducks and comes right back to level Uso with the flying knee. So there oh, you go. Okay. Brian is the only one getting up now. He grabs the chair. His fans cheer him on. Yes. 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 I was hoping he didn't do it. Brian unloads on Uso with chair shots while he's down. How is it you're going to be a baby face and hit somebody with a chair? Let me ask you something. <laughs> I think you can hang with the big dog. I'm going to talk to you all fucking match long, homie. And you're going to listen to me. Yeah, there was a lot of talking in that one, too. Every motherfucking match would talk to you like this because I run this shit. I'm the head of the table, boy. You're going to listen to me. My thing is that I thought Paul Heyman was supposed to do all the talking. No, nah, Paul just rubs his fucking fat face when I tell him to say something stupid, Paul. I heard Brock tell him that once. That is you true. You know what I'm going to tell you? Don't you say a fucking thing. You say something stupid, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to make this a lot longer. <laughs> Kevin Owens, he learned. <laughs> wow. Kevin Owens learned to ask his ass. You know what I'm saying? Um, he is in CTU ward right now. He, I don't think Kevin Owens is going to be saying anything for a while. I'm the head of the table. Nobody eats at my table. Only, only Nia, where's Nia Jax? Exactly. Hey, girl, how you doing? Okay. <laughs> Other than her, nobody eats at my table. You understand? He'll kick out his own family. It's That Roman Reigns nonsense is so fake. It's so put on. Sadly, it's basically Hobbs and Shaw. He just took the character he had in there, which was, he didn't have any lines. He didn't say anything. Not in the whole damn fucking movie. He took that character of his Samoan power and took whatever he took from The Rock, and that's what the character they came up with. Aku! Machete! Yes. He's got the power of the Scorpion King. Yes, he does. That's what I'm saying. He's, he's not the tribal chief. No, okay. he's not. Like, he's just not. Sadly, I hate to say it. What is it in the women's division? Oh, her name is skipping my 
Tamina. Thank you, Tamina. That is a tribal chief right there. 100%. Why is Tamina not involved in this in one way, shape, or form? As I don't the, know. And she, as you know, you, you mentioned she's working on her tats, too. She's like, getting her sleeves. She's starting to get those tats. Like, seriously. Why is why is she not involved in this? I'm guessing because she's a female. They put her with Natty. Which I have a lot of comments to say about that. Why don't you let me know about your comments here? What do you got to say about Natty? When The first time I ever started watching wrestling, Natty was like the... But Natty and Beth Phoenix, which at the time they were together, and it was like this is the power couple right here. This is the women that I like to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're a little on the freaking muscle side, but this is how the world is. That's that's how it should be. Like they're strong. They know who they are. Mm-hmm. They have no problem with going for their dreams, and they will kick your ass and have no problems. Beth Phoenix stayed the same. She married Santino. I don't know why, but or not married mm-hmm. in the storyline. Married, and then she ended up getting with Edge, and love is love, whatever. But then Natty, she started going on her own thing. And she was doing the cat thing because she loves cats. But she was still her. And that was awesome. And then I don't know if it's storyline or if it's just because the TV show, she started losing it. She started getting very self-confident. Insecure. Insecure. Thank you. Insecure about all the newer ladies coming in. I'm like, in my head, the way I see her is you are a legend. You have been there. Look who your dad is. Look, You're part of the Hart family. Where the hell did that go? And now you look at her and she looks like a freaking Barbie doll twin of Lana. I'm sorry, Lana, you can't hold a candlestick to Natty, but Natty has got it so far in her head or they have just warped her so much that she's now wanting to become you. And honestly, I don't want to look up to that. I don't want my kids looking up to that. I'm just like, you look like some, some broad on the street I could take easily. And that's not okay. That's just my opinion on it, though. She refers to herself as the boat. What is that supposed to mean? She's the best of all time. Not looking like that, you're not. She's you, the boat. No, you look like Barbie. Fake Barbie. Everything is plastic and Botoxed. None of that is real anymore. And that is where I have a huge freaking problem. Like when Charlotte decided to get her freaking inflatable freaking whatever swimming devices, I was upset about that too. Can I take you down memory lane? Yes, yes you can. Before you started watching wrestling? Yes. Okay. The boat. <laughs> Natalia. Natalia Neidhart. Yes. Just she'd made her debut. She was making a little bit of a of a wave, you know, just off of her name. She's, yeah. She comes from a wrestling background. She she had decent timing in the ring, which was one of the things that the divas at the time didn't they didn't just always come with that. They didn't come from that wrestling background. She was pretty fluid. Now, the thing was, she wasn't very, um, uh, she didn't have the stereotypical look of a diva. So she was kind of getting lost in the fold. And there wasn't a big emphasis on women's wrestling back then. It's kind of just, it wasn't as bad as, you know, just a bra and panties match. They're just out there for an attraction. Yeah. But there was a lot of rolling around on each other, cat fight type stuff. Not a lot of physicality or well thought out matches. There wasn't a lot of agenting done. The agents there were just telling them, go out there, roll around, grab her hair, roll her up. Make sure you get that booty shot. Make sure you get the Mickey James shot. Yep. And um, everybody's happy. Well, Natty was given a gimmick where when she was warming up backstage, a fart noise would go off. It was post-production or, you know, edited in. It wasn't yeah. really her having flatulence. But she became a farter. That's just... Mm. So she'd be doing Hindu squats and 
how big would come out and the girls next to her would look at her like and she'd just say what what I don't don't know what's going on and that became part of her gimmick that is just terrible so they've been working on getting in her head for a while you know and and I don't know how much was just played up for the divas TV show yeah but they did capitalize on her insecurities majorly like majorly and another thing about her is she she goes on twitter sometimes and, and gets into it with marks like and marks for the company too like okay for instance that that idiot ryan satin he runs the wwe on fox twitter and he was talking about assembling a, a dream roster of, of um, women of all time or whatever and there's like a gold tier a bronze tier a silver tier whatever order right natty happened to be in the lowest tier and she she bit for that and she got upset and she was like i am better than that like I, somebody needs to check this out and redo this i'm a legend this is like high school when they make the list and yeah and i'm like you should be happy because when he put you on there at a bargain you know what i mean you're 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 rated low that's they call that a sleeper like you could pick up natty for just one point I would have been happy. I'd have been like, I'm the underdog one. You'd be smart to snatch me up for one point. Exactly. Because look what I bring to the table. But no, she got upset on insecure level on the inside and showed herself and was like, why? I'm so much better than that. My thing is, you know you're so much better than that. Look at your legacy. Look where you come from. You know this just as some freaking dumb butt wants to decide to put out a list out there of who's better than who. That's like the oldest, dumbest, I hate to say this, male crap ever. Absolutely. Why would there need to be a list? Did he make a men's list or just the females? Uh, I don't know. That that part I don't know. But I mean, I would assume he would have made a men's list too. Mm. I don't think they were just picking on the women. And it was just—I know—that sounds about right to be just be picking on the women. It was just something for social media. Ryan Satin's not a genius. He's just trying to get interaction going and talking. And he's got Fox telling him what to do. He's got the WWE telling him what to do. And he's an idiot on top of that. So that is true. But I don't know why she would fall for that. Like she was upset. And you know, it's not just her. Charlotte falls for some of those things too. She gets insecure. Look at how much surgery and yeah, they. She got that mole taken off her face. She's had her breast fixed a couple times. She's had a facelift, obviously. My thing is, if you have, if you decide to get fake breast implants of any type, you should already know jumping around, falling on them, doing any kind of wrestling moves at all, you're going to have problems. Or if you decide that, hey, one of my moves that I do regularly is going to be a moonsault. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be cutting a backflip off the top rope and landing, landing right. chest first. And you know what? Now I ruptured one of my implants. Now I've got a little saggy thing going off here on the side. You now could I... die from that. You can get poisoning from that. Apparently that's what happened. Exactly. I've watched a lot of botch. No, you can get poisoning off of that real quick. And half the time you won't even know until it's already sagged and already gone. But she had went through it already once. So she felt it coming on the second time. And yet she kept wrestling and kept wrestling and kept wrestling and kept wrestling. She took that time off, though, and she got all the work taken care of. And now everything's everything's back to running smooth until she does another freaking moonsault. I 
I don't even know if she's going to be doing moonsaults, honestly. <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't I don't keep up with Charlotte Flair because it's it's just a strange situation there. She looks and performs like Ric Flair, but she talks like Arn Anderson. <laughs> yeah. And and it's just like I don't I don't understand. Like she's not naturally Ric Flair. She's naturally Arn Anderson. And Arn Anderson talk Someone like this, uh, hey, come on here. That's to me. No disrespect to Arn Anderson fans out there, but she just doesn't have the personality of Ric Flair. She tries with the wooing, but like the closest she has is those really, really awesome, awesome robes. Does it? That's the only thing that really she has of Ric Flair's. His robes were unbelievably awesome. Her robes are unbelievably awesome. Okay. MJF's robes are, awesome. are we really comparing MJF's robes to Ric Flair slash Charlotte Flair's robes? No, but what I'm saying is anybody can wear a robe. Anybody no, can come out. Not with, everybody. No. I could go out with one of those Ric Flair robes and look like Ric Flair. You know what I mean? I may not get busted doing all the stupid shit in the, in the robe that Ric Flair did. You know, like in the <laughs> middle of an airplane flight, take my clothes off and run around and try to get everybody to touch the baby's arm. Ew. I think that just comes with Ric Flair. I don't think that has anything to do with his robe. <laughs> Space Mountain. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the Oldest robe. ride, longest line. And delusion land, yeah. Are you calling Ric Flair delusional? Yes. Yes, I am. You know what, Rick? You might be right, though. Ric Flair might be delusional because he thought that he could come back recently yeah, and save this product. He really thought he could save it? He made mentions of that. He oh. made mentions of that. You know, the young guys and the young girls just need that guidance there and just need that on-screen leader. And you know he's talking I about himself. He's talking about himself. I agree. They do need a leader, but I don't think it's him. Well, who is it? I have no clue. I know it's not him, though. Is it AJ Styles? Oh, dear God, no. Is it AJ Styles' Big Ninja? No, no, it's not. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Who? Yeah, it is not him. Well, you, you already know who their leaders should be. There should be two of them, and two of them as in one, because they've worked so well together. You're talking about the New Day? Yes, I am. The New Day needs to be the leaders? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, they do. They represent actually being a team as being one. <sighs> Better without Biggie. Like I said before, he needs to lose his little attire and go back to his own stuff because that's their stuff. Oh man! They work together perfectly as a team. They're both a little kooky and strange. I mean, they got the unicorn thing working out. I think they should be the leader. I love that Mortal Kombat logo. With, yes, with the unicorn instead <laughs> yes. of the dragon. That's that is awesome. That is genius. Absolute genius. I don't know who came up with it, but genius. And their little their little entrance they do now, where they clasp oh. hands and, and go down onto each other's knees, like perfectly. Like they don't even think about it. it; just happens. Bam! Like a puzzle piece going in perfectly. That's some Dragon Ball fusion. Some Kamehameha. Exactly. <laughs> I would not want to mess with that. That's a unit team right there. That is freaking. If one of us has the belt, we both have the belt. We both win. That's just how that is. There's no fighting. There's no bickering between. Nothing. Well, then let me ask you a question. When Kofi was WWE champion, were they all WWE champion? Yes. Are you Technically, sure? when Kofi was WWE champion and they had the <coughs> Kofi-a, Kofi <coughs> mania going on. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> everybody. 
everybody was champion. Because I was you, champion? If you were part of the New Day, you were champion. And that's how that's how I felt, honestly. Everybody? Everybody. Is, not, is it the same as Balor Club is for everyone? No. That's not the same. The Rainbow Balor Club for everyone. <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying. Is that what you're getting at? That New Day is for everyone? New Day is for everybody. New Day covers every letter in the alphabet. Yes, see, yes, they do. You see their attire, their colors, ah. their pep, their happiness. They bring out good. They don't bring out bad. Even when they, ha when, for instance, at one point, the Usos, they were talking smack about them because some stuff that happened with Xavier whatever yes but yes. they still turned that and made it positive they still turned that and freaking made something out of it they don't fall for all the negativity that comes even when the snake in the grass freaking biggie decided to go off and want to be his own star you know what they did patched it up even more and that's how it is now i will be very 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 disappointed if they decide to put in a bro as part of that he can stay on his own flip-flop thong thing and leave them alone they work perfectly together but you know what we have a rule out here on the streets as part of the street theater. What is that? You don't know the rules yet. Oh, don't get me started on rules. The rule is you do not believe anything that you hear and you only believe half of what you see. That's the rules of the street theater. And every week I like to bring in something that when you look at it and hear about it at face value, it's not exactly what's really going on behind the scenes. I like to point some stuff out like <laughs> that. So I'm going to bring it like this. What you said about the new day. Yes. They do not let the negativity get them down. No. They're positive in every situation. Yes. And that is like us, me and you, the street theater crew. Yes. We took that negative fast lane and we turned <laughs> it into a positive thing. We yes, turned we it into over an hour a fire. We didn't even know we were going to get 15 minutes of flame out of this thing. No, we didn't. And you know what? Another rule of the streets and the street theater is, and I came up with this one my own. <laughs> you don't have to be homeless to end up sleeping on the street. <laughs> that is true. You know what that I'm saying? That is knocked out cold. Just knocked out cold. And that's what we did. We knocked it out cold tonight. Even we, we were given nothing. The nothing. WWE gives us nothing. Monday, nothing. Friday, nothing. Sunday, more nothing. This is the road to WrestleMania, y'all. Oh, and I don't know if they're banking on the fact that there's going to be fans there. And so we're just going to turn it up when we get there. I think maybe they are. I think maybe they are. You know, they're going to have good pyro there probably too. You know what? Are they going to have Roman Reigns level pyro? That guy's got amazing pyro. Yes, he does. I, I was shaken out of my freaking seat. I was quite surprised. You I thought it was the end of the world. When I, when Roman Reigns' pyro went off, I felt like Eddie Kingston, like I needed to jump on top of you. Exactly. I was wondering if you were going to be okay, because I'm sure where you're at, everything shook. You right. probably had some PTSD moments because of that pyro. The, that pyro was more amazing than that exploding barbed wire ring. Yes. Yes. It would. I'm, I'm not joking. They need to go and be like, okay, Roman, what are you using? Because maybe we can mind wash these fans and redo it to where it's actually an explosion. Where no one's upset at the end. Sadly, that means Kofi, or not Kofi, Kingston, you're, you're probably going to end up with actually freaking <laughs> PTSD. Eddie Kingston being called Kofi Kingston is going to give somebody PTSD. 
I got them confused. My bad. Probably me. It was all that pyro. My brain's still scattered. Like, <laughs> that's how that works. They call that shell-shocked. Th- there you go. Yes, shell-shocked. You're shell-shocked. I was surprised. Like, I'm sure there's other people who have pyro on there, but that was the only one that was like, bam, oh. Oh, wow. And speaking of WrestleMania, I will let everybody know, and I will let you know, that Kevin Owens let us know <laughs> that last year, because Raymond James Stadium was last year's WrestleMania site. Yeah. Right? The original plan. He wanted to jump off of the pirate ship at Raymond James Stadium. That's so dangerous. Okay? Remember last year, he faced Seth Rollins, and he yeah. did go flying off of a platform, but he didn't go off of the, off of the uh, ship. And he says he's going to do everything within his power to go off of that ship this year. Now, is he going off on his free will or is he getting kicked off? I don't know. But you've seen that kick on Friday night. Oh, that was beautiful. That was absolute. That was a kick right there. Sami Zayn came straight upside the face with no, that he one. He went through his face with that one. Like He ended up almost going over the rail himself because that was so much of a powerful kick. Forget the Claymore, forget freaking Sheamus' kick, forget all of that is an actual kick. The Haluva kick, and if there's no conspiracy there, you can call Ben Humming, you can call Stevie Richards, GGP, and Big Sal. There's no conspiracy there. No. That boy got kicked in the face. Yes, head moved and bobbed and all. That's an actual kick. There's no blocking, no slapping, no nothing. That's full contact to your head. Full contact to the face. Yep. <laughs> and sadly, we had to take it on the chin tonight. Yeah. Fast lane, bam, right upside the head. That's how I felt. I felt like the boss slapped me just because I watched that. Well, I got slapped by the boss. I'm about to slap you with some bad news. I'm Wade Barrett now. I've got some bad news. Oh, wow. <laughs> the next episode we're doing, we're doing AEW. That may be actually better news. I don't know if that's bad news. We're going to have to catch up on some AEW and do some. Yeah, yeah, we are. And NWA was back. They came back tonight as well. Oh, well, yeah, we're definitely going to be catching up then. Mm-hmm. Everybody definite. retained. Pope retained his title. Oh, yeah. Trevor Murdoch retained his title. Nick Aldis retained his title. Nick Aldis faced Aaron Stevens, uh, Damian Sandow. Uh, it was a, a match held in honor of um, of the question mark, uh, Josephus, who passed away. Uh-huh. And uh, and Barry O, Randy Orton's uncle, also passed away. So we got some, some people that have, have passed recently. Some memorials we're going to have to put a shout out to. And the uh, NWA, they're back now. Billy Corgan, you know, despite all of his rage, he's still <laughs> just a wrestling promoter in a cage. And I don't know if he's going to find that forbidden door to Tony Khan. I don't know if Vince Russo is going to push another episode of Better Call Khan on us. Yeah. That's been an everyday thing. <laughs> and I don't know if we can keep up with those guys, but we're doing pretty damn good here on the street theater. And I got to thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. From the bottom of my heart for being there. And inspiring me and dragging me through this last week of WWE. Sadly, you're welcome. Oh, sadly. <laughs> no need welcome. to thank me, but you're welcome. And we thank you out there from the bottom of our hearts. Yes, I'd like we do. to show the gratitude for each and every one of you stopping by and checking this out. We moved from Podbean over to Captivate. And, and Captivate's a different service altogether. They show us down to the town, the city, the states, where you're at, where you're listening. We've had Texas. Washington, Utah, we've had New York, Illinois, we've had California, of course, we've had Canada, United Kingdom, New Zealand, we've had India, we've had Bangladesh, we're seeing listens from all around the world, and we do appreciate that. Very, very much, we appreciate it. We do this out of the goodness of our hearts, and we do this out of, well, 
I'm going to go into business here for myself. <laughs> I do it because I have nothing else to watch. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is my therapy. No, it's not. I have nothing else to say. Other than I thank each and every one of you. And we will catch you next time on the Street Theater. Do you have anything that you would like to say in closing? I think I've gotten us in enough trouble. So I just hope you guys all have a great night or great morning or great evening. And just live life. Live life to the fullest. And to in the, the fullest. words of your great uncle, thank you, fuck you, bye. Wait wait a minute. We're going to get sued on that one. <laughs> Stephen Pinu, please. Yeah. You, you, you've got to agree that, that fast lane totally fucked our heads up. Thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time on The Street Theater.